Hello and welcome to Anime to Z, the podcast dedicated to all things anime. I'm Shay Lingo. I'm a rapper, musician, and if it's not beats, bars, or bills, it's definitely anime. And I'm Beck Hill, a comedian, writer, and artist. And if it's not anime, it's baths, brunch, or bed. <laughs> Sometimes all three at once. What is this? The other alternative was Bears Beats Battlestar Galactica. Stop but, uh... it. No. <laughs> How are you, Shay? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm real good. I'm yeah. real good. I'm in a great mood. My uh, book, the first Horror Heights book, is coming out on the 30th, super soon. Congratulations. So by the time we do the next episode, I'll be an official published author. Oh my days. That's dope. How are you, Shay? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, we've just played Redden and Leeds uh, a little while yeah. ago. Epic, epic times. Epic times, epic things. Busy Boy. That's the name of your next album. Busy, Busy Boy. Busy Boy. Matting. Nah, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. I'll take it then. That's, my, yeah. that's, that's the title the of my album. That's the name of your next book. Yeah, there we go. Busy boy. Busy boy. But I'm going to use a picture of you on the front. Oh my days. As long as you clear it. So obviously Animator Z is all about delving into these anime films and shows and emerging as best we can with some clarity or context. Shay, I'm wondering how you're finding that process. Yeah, I'm into, I'm always into like unpacking stuff and just getting to the nitty gritty. Do you know what I mean? I'm a fan of a deep take. Me too. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. And I'm, what I'm really enjoying is having my mind opened a bit to things that I didn't quite notice the first time. Mm. You know, like there's so many things that during our conversations I've completely turned around on and been like, oh, yeah, I didn't think of it that way. Yeah. And that's what I love about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's dope, man. Like even when we were talking about Evangelion, we got the quote from Anno about how closely connected to his own depression and life it was. It changed the whole perspective of the anime for me. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So yeah, I'm just like I'm learning as well. I feel like as much as like I spend most of my time watching anime when I'm not like actually trying to do regular stuff in life. Yeah, Your life is not regular. My life no, my life is pretty mundane, you know? Oh yeah, just, yeah, yeah. In the, so when mundane. I'm not doing festivals and stuff. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I'm not playing <laughs> Reading. Do you know what I'm saying? Now everyone else was playing it. Yeah, I mean we were all there together. You know what I mean? But yeah, I'm a fan of a deep take. I like to I like to sit down and Keep it chill sometimes and just... I like to be stimulated. You know yeah. I'm I like stimulation. Um. <laughs> All right. Like. This episode of the Animator Z podcast, we're looking at the third episode of Vinland Saga Season 1 called Troll, which is streaming right now on Prime Video UK. Shades, your turn to give us a summary. Tell us about Troll. We pick up exactly where we left off with Floki and the dude Ashlad kind of just chatting and sitting down and trying to figure out how they're going to off Thor's. Ashlad accepts the challenge for five pounds of gold. Thor's and his men get ready to go to battle. Thorfinn doesn't show up to kind of see his dad off to sea, to war, to battle. Do you know what I mean? Which is super weird because mm. you would think that he'd be frontline. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And then we find out he was actually stowed away in the back of the ship the yeah. whole time and listening to their conversation waiting and bursting to go pee so that was that was fun um he just pops out of the barrel on some oh we is it too late to go back now you get yeah, me and yeah. then he can't even he can't even like resolve that conversation he's like yeah yeah, yeah by the way i need to go to the toilet do you know what i mean so and he just flings it off the side of the flipping ship which is great yeah then you see this this crazy look in his eyes as he looks out onto the sea for the first time from a boat i can imagine and his dad can't really be mad at him do you know what i mean tors can't really be yeah. mad at him it's like oh yeah you love what i love do you know what i mean yeah and i know that look i've been there do yeah. you know what i'm saying so do you ever see kids looking at what you do with that look when you perform or anything not to i guess there's probably not that many kids around <laughs> yeah there's less kids but do you know what i've seen some people 
who've been in some places that I've been. Do you know what I mean? Like mentally and just in their life path, they've been in some places that I've been and I can look in their eyes after shows or even sometimes during shows, if I can see everyone, you get me clearly, I've seen it in people's eyes. When I can see sometimes the moment the bars or a lyric might actually connect with a person mm. and, they, and they, they switch on and they're like, that's the lyric I needed to put me here in the show. Oh, Do you know what I'm saying? Nice. To really ground me into this thing. And they were enjoying it before just as music, but now they're, all right, now nah, I mess with you now. You get me? Like I see, I've seen those moments. And I've seen the opposite as well, where like I've played shows like way back in the day where you're saying things and you know that you've said the like, that's the line that you want everybody to get and understand you for. And it's just people buying drinks at the bar. Do you know what oh, I mean? Oh, I mean, I feel that in Compton stand-up. Yeah, yeah. You tell a joke and then it just falls, falls flat and everyone's just silent. Bro. Oh, people think that hecklers are bad in comedy. They're not. Silence is worse. Really? Well, you can come back to a heckler, but it's you true. can't come back to silence. You can redeem yourself from a heckler because you can make a joke off them and stuff. But, uh, yeah, silence is it's painful. You. It's basically the audience saying, we're not angry, we're just disappointed. Oh. Speaking of memories, then we flash back to when Tours becomes a dad for the first time. And he, do, do you know what? There's a weird moment. I'm not going to go too far into it. We'll talk about it later. But there's a there's a weird moment when Helga gets angry with Tours. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to put that, I'm going to put that pin right. right there. Pinned. And then we'll talk about it in a little while. During that flashback, which is great. And then Tours and his shipmates get ambushed in an attack. Tors jumps aboard the enemy ship and starts fighting and it ends before we get to see him confront Ashlad. I know, another cliffhanger. I nearly went on and watched the next episode immediately afterwards. Same. But I didn't want I didn't want my opinions or thoughts on this one yeah. to be sullied. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Or accidentally spoil it for anyone else watching along with us. And if you are watching and you don't want spoilers, please pause now and go to Prime Video and have a gander. Before we dig into the deeper analysis segment of the podcast, I've got a little side dish of context to serve up. Bon appetit. Uh, what context have you got for us today, Beck? Well, I thought we should chat a little bit about Norse mythology. What do you know about the Norse gods, Shay? I know some of them had sons that were wolves and there was a big snake in the sea that wrapped around thine earth. And you've got Odin, who's like the god of all gods, a little bit of a Zeusy type character. Mm-hmm. Zeusy, I like that. Yeah, if I, I like had a it. dog, I'd name the dog Zeusy. Ah. Yeah, big up all my dog owners out there. Speaking of dogs, yeah, you got Fenrir, who's I think is the son of Loki, who is a god, and then you've got the brother of Loki, who is Thor. Then Odin is meant to be their dad, and then I think Freya is meant to be their mum. That's what. That's what I know. Yeah. Well, you mentioned Thor, and obviously there's a lot of characters in Vinland Saga whose name is some sort of derivative of Thor. <laughs> so to find out why, I thought we'd do another little game of true or false. Okay. Are you up for the challenge? Yeah, I'll do it for, let's say, five pounds of gold. Ah, oh, how about an extra five? <laughs> in advance. <laughs> Just for fun. <laughs> Pay me my advance. <laughs> All right, but watch out because I'm going to spear someone sitting behind you. All right, cool. Okay, true or false, Thor is the god of thunder. Yes, true. Yes, most of us know Thor as the god of thunder and sometimes avenging superhero, but he's also the god of other things. So he's also the god of war, mm-hmm. fertility, mm-hmm. and agriculture. Fertility is a one that I didn't expect. Oh, he's pretty hot. Yeah. 
He's cool. He's a handsome guy. Makes me fertile. Oh, wow. You know, I wonder, like, no, if it may, the Get in there, Beck. It makes sense that it's fertility and agriculture because those two things are sort of hand in hand, aren't they? Like yeah. people talk about fertile soil and, you know, things reproducing I mean, and stuff. seed is probably the common denominator there. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd like a Thor seed. Oh, my days, bro. What are we, where are we going? <laughs> so um, Thor was worshipped by most Vikings. He was the god and of the Beck. people. And me, he was comprehensible and could be trusted in contrast to his father, Odin, who could be completely unpredictable. Therefore, Thor's role was also to uphold law and order. So it makes sense that the character Thor is named after him. Makes sense. Mm. Number two. Go for it. Loki is the god of bus drivers who drive away when they see you running for the door. Oh my days, bro. Do you know, in some ways he is. Because he's, right? yeah, in some ways he is. That's false. It's definitely false. <laughs> but in some ways he is because he's the god of trickery. Yeah, you're dead right. In Norse mythology, he's sort of like a, a fellow god, more so than a family member, actually. That more comes from the MCU stuff. What? And he possesses the power to shapeshift. So, in a way, he is bad, yeah. but, you know, not as bad as people who just go around killing stuff, massacring people, and just for the. Yeah, no. Do you know what? In anime. Loki is what we would call a chaotic neutral. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say that it makes sense that like Floki, obviously similar name, sort of makes sense because you sort of don't know if Floki is entirely bad. I mean, yeah, he plays both sides quite well. So yeah. Mm. Yeah. He plays and both sides And he's playing really a bit well. of a trick on yeah, tours right go, now. Little bit of a little bit of mischief. He's very aptly named. Little, little, little tad of assassination. <laughs> a sprinkle of death and <laughs> treachery. <laughs> Number three. Go for it. Jormungandr means paradise. No, it doesn't. That's false. That is false. I'm all right at this, isn't it? You are. You're good. We're getting on. Either that or I'm delivering them so well. Yeah, you're just triggering the answers in me. Yeah, that's right. I hear that. In Norse mythology, the Jormungandr is a sea dragon, which you mentioned before. Yes. That devours any ship in its path. So according to Norse mythology, Jormungandr's arch enemy is the thunder god, Thor, yeah. with the two being prophesied to kill each other come Ragnarok. Okay. I'm coming to my last question. Uh -huh. True or false? Ragnarok refers to the end of the world. Uh, true. The apocalypse. Yeah, pretty much. It's the cataclysmic destruction of the cosmos and everything in it, even the gods. A full-blown, completely everything implodes on itself type situation. Yeah. It was a prophecy of what was to come at some unspecified and unknown time in the future. But obviously it had profound ramifications for how the Vikings understood the world in their own time. Yep. So the idea of Ragnarok is quite inspiring to the Vikings. Just as the gods will one day die, so too will each individual human being. So just as the gods will go out and face their fate with dignity, honor and courage, humans can too. That's beautiful. Mm. I love that. What did you think of the mythological aspects to the Vinland saga world? It's a very new concept of Vinland. Um, when they speak about Vinland in the mm. first episode via the via the slave, and at one point I thought they just reimagined Valhalla as Vinland, yeah. but then obviously come second episode and third episode they start to speak about Valhalla separately. Do you know what I mean via Thorfinn and that? So I'm just like, what exactly is Vinland? You know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah, it sounds like it's like a, a prophesied land, a bit like um, how Israel falls into other religions. Yeah, like that idea of like it's the place that you'll one day find yeah it feels peace. like it feels like a like a pilgrimage type joint mm. do you know what i mean like a place you would end up to kind of find your salvation on earth maybe do you know what i mean mm. 
because they seem to they seem to be quite specific. It's like, yeah, if you go far away into the Norse land of da na 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 na, like they make they lead you down a way of making it seem like Vinland is heaven. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. Which obviously in Norse time would essentially be Valhalla, which you can only get into via dying in battle with your sword in your hand. So yeah, it was it was a little bit misleading at first to kind of understand what the geography of that situation was. And I think that was the point. So yeah, job done. If you had your own Vinland, you know, a place on earth yeah. that you you think is like the dream place to live, that everyone would go there and be happy. What is it? Wow, what a question. Damn. I went to Tbilisi a little while ago. Oh, where's that? Tbilisi is, is in Europe. It's in Georgia, uh, in the Caucasus Mountains. Played a festival there in 2018. And we went, we went up to the top of this this kind of hill, really tall hill, um, like a mini mountain type situation um, that looks out on like the whole of Tbilisi. But at the top, there's a restaurant and we drank some really sweet red wine up there and we sat down and we broke bread and we ate like their local dishes and stuff like that. And that was just a moment I won't forget. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It was just it was just a really, really nice time. And I just wish that everyone could have experienced that time. Do you know what I mean? So big, nice. up, big up the promoters that took me out to Tbilisi and looked after us out there, man. That was yeah. a beautiful time. So yeah, like it was like a feast. You get me? Like we just sat down and broke bread and drank wine. Yeah. And had, and had and just played games and had jokes and no one was looking at their phone or anything. It was just beautiful. Do you know what I mean? And you could just turn, even when there was like moments of silence, you could just turn out and just look at the sun setting over the entire space. Oh. You get me? It was beautiful. Beautiful. That so sounds I wish, great. I wish that was big enough to accommodate everyone. Oh, that's nice. Well, that's your Vinland. Maybe yeah. everyone else has their own Vinland to go to. What about you, Beck? Where is your Vinland? Blockbuster video, 1990. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Well, it's funny because I, I wasn't entirely sure. There's a lot of places I like. But when you were talking about sitting there and breaking the bread, drinking the wine, it reminded me of the first time I remember feeling 100% content. Wow. And it was after doing Adelaide Fringe because I'm from Adelaide in Australia. Okay. And the Adelaide Fringe is the second largest fringe festival in the world after Edinburgh. It's really big. People Crazy. don't realise, but it's amazing. Yeah. And But Adelaide's like... A relatively small city okay so the whole place just comes alive so for a month i'd been partying and working and you know seeing shows and all this sort of stuff exhausting you're barely sleeping it had just finished it was the last night there'd been like this massive party we'd all been out until like 5 a.m and then stumbled home and some mates of mine had booked a well a, a vineyard <laughs> almost finland a vineyard tour because um, in Adelaide, there's loads and loads of, it's really good for wine, yeah. uh, South Australia. And so we went on this mini bus, but we were, you know, when you're so, so hungover yeah. and you've only had like an hour or two hours sleep. I know that so you're meant. a bit out of it. Yeah. And then obviously we're doing wine tasting yeah. as well. So, but we were just sort of taking it easy because we needed to. And then around lunchtime, we're on top of this hill looking down over all the vineyards, I think in the in the far distance you could see the sea. The sun was really warm. It was at that beautiful angle. Everything looked golden. And they brought out like a meat board, cheese yeah. board. And then we just sat there eating like cheese and, and wine, wine and, and just taking in the sun. And it was just great. And I just remember thinking, I'm, I'm really, really content right now. Yeah, so it's a beautiful feeling to have to be grateful. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You got to be grateful for life, man. Yeah, so now that we've covered where our paradises are right now in our minds and in, in the world, let's get into the deeper analysis of episode three. So let's start with the opening scene. Yeah. Because obviously we left the last episode yeah. with that scene with Floki and Ashkelad. 
Ashalad. 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 One more time. Ashalad. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Floki the bastard. I know, right? Reveals his true intentions. <laughs> and so we finally find out what happens. But it reminded me of, you know, like in um, The Godfather or that sort, of, like that sort of thing where they're, they're meeting, it's just the two of them, it's really intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what's so interesting is obviously Floki, well, he, he's pretty badass and, and yeah, the, yeah. the young Vikings are terrifying. Yeah. But Ashalad's quite like, Chill? Yeah, he's Ashalad. You see, I like, you know, he what even I like? wants him to double how much he's going to pay. Yeah, like, that's so much balls. He knows because he, do you know what? Ashalad's got a really keen prowess mm. and he and he masks it really well with that kind of playful, light, I don't really care, like nonchalant kind of energy. Yeah. But he's still very engaged at the same time. Like, I, I think his his character is extremely complex. Like, I'm, I'm interested to see what else happens there. Very switched on. Yeah, man. But then at the same time, he, he, he kind of balances that with coming across extremely carefree. Yeah, man, I like Ashley's character. Oh, well, there's that amazing moment where he's like, you think you have the upper hand on me. And then the spear is like in front of, and he doesn't even flinch. And at the time you're like, oh, that's, that's really like badass. You know, like that, that happened. There's like a killer instinct moment that happens right before the spear goes through the tapestry. And his eyes just widen. Yeah, exactly. It's like that moment is like, I've seen that moment many times in anime. There's a, there's this kind of, there's this big thing, like a really strong running theme in anime about being able to detect the intentions of somebody just by the way that they're emitting those emotions. Mm. You get me without like a free, they give off like a, a frequency, like where you can sense their killer instinct or their bloodlust or whatever the case may be. That was that moment for me where like Floki's eyes have widened and then that is the, you get me? And then yeah. you also get to see Ashley's like right hand acting. You f- you think he's like, ha 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 outside and he's like yeah. super just again. Like, but then they show to, it later, don't yeah, they? Yeah, like he partners Ashley really well. Do you know what I mean? And he's like, ha 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 outside, similar, like mirroring Ashley's kind of character inside. And then it immediately switches the moment he feels what I believe to be Floki's bloodlust at that point when he's trying to like impose his energy on Ashalad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a good opening scene. Definitely. Fantastic opening scene. Yeah. But then obviously they finish their conversation. Yeah. And Ashalad walks out to his his dude uh, Bjorn. Yeah. And he's like, oh, nice spear throw. Bjorn. Strong name. Strong name. I think it's very unimaginative. You think so? Yeah. Your new baby's been born. BJ. O R N. Yeah, all they've Bjorn. done is misspelt born. No. Nah, Your man. baby was born. Bjorn? Nah, yeah, sure. Come I meant on. I meant to write that. That's the baby's <laughs> name. Oh no. And then we end up outside the front door of Ilva's house and Ari's trying to propose to her in a kind of I'm trying to be a man, but I'm still a boy kind of way yeah. of what he thinks he should be doing, saying like, oh yeah, I'm going to bring you back a, a necklace from the England war and uh, trying to do that super impressive thing. And she's just yo- literally yawning in his face like, bro, allow it. Like, forget this. What are you talking about? And then there's like a whole queue of them as well. Yeah. She's clearly a very eligible bachelorette in the village. Because right now she's actually a bachelorette, bro. She's just living her life, doing her thing. Yeah. Upset with her dad for giving away all the sheep and leaving her with too much time on her hands. Do you know what I mean? But what's great is that she's allowed in her in her society to be like, <laughs> to just like be herself, be her own person. It's, it's, um. It's a good character to see, yeah. especially in a historical anime. Definitely. I think Norse and Viking productions that I've seen have always had that one, at least one character that just goes against the entire 
kind of typical stereo or stereotypical like societal grain mm. and like ends up being the captain and they always get questioned like how are you the captain and then, and then they just completely destroy that whoever questioned them do you know what i mean she gives me that vibe like even if it wasn't cool for me to do this i would still be this way do you know what i mean yeah. like she's she's definitely in against the grain typical grain anyway kind of character i enjoy oh. i enjoy her character a lot i 100% want to see her i want to see more of her i i'm i'm hoping she ends up coming i hope we forget about her briefly for for like a while and then later in the future she saves the day she just time. jumps in and is like ah, like yeah. all uh, on top of a horse or something spear and shield and helmet oh yeah Fly horseback so cool and actually while we're talking about characters going against stereotypes there's one stereotype we still get yes. which is Thor's struggling to tell Helga to tell Thorfinn that he loves him yeah the <laughs> fact that he even has to I mean it's because he's obviously Thorfinn is not present at that time but yeah I, I know what you mean I feel like Tors, ah, Tors is such a complex kind of character, though, man. Not more complex than Ashlad, I don't think. Like, in my instincts are telling me he's got a deeper, deeper history. But Tors is just like a... He's, he's really stoic. Like, But he gives me shy energy, though. He, I feel like he's not... Just as a guy, he might just be shy anyway. Mm. I, think he's got, I think he's definitely got his principles down. I think he's definitely got his morals down. I think he's definitely got his whole steez down. Like, he understands his place. But he's definitely not good at opening up. He doesn't have the words, but he gives me like, because he wasn't, it wasn't like, yeah, tell Torfin I said, you know what to say. Do you know what I mean? It yeah. was like, he was lost for he words. He wants to say it. Yeah. yeah. Like he's, I feel like he's just shy. He gives me a, that kind of vibe. And, well, it's like he's not used to it. Yeah. And so he's not entirely comfortable saying it yet, but he wants to. Yeah, 100%. Which and is that, so different from being like, yeah, he'll know what I mean. The fact that he wants to yeah. means something. And Helga is just, oh, she's the best. She man. gets it. She just gets everything. Oh, she's good. Like, she's just a ride off of him. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, he's like, yeah, tell Torfin I said, uh, um, uh, um, uh, yeah, I'll tell him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she just, that's his rock. Like, she saves him as well. Yeah, she sees man. him struggling. She lets him struggle for a bit. Yeah, she's yeah. like, maybe he'll get there. Yeah. He's not going to get there. I'll let, <laughs> it, I'll let him off the hook. Like, it's really nice. Yeah, it's a beautiful partnership that they have. Do you know what I mean? It's interesting because a lot of, people end up becoming like that bravado comes from being shy like that like it's like a total compensation or overcompensation for being so unsure of yourself that you try and be so confident that people don't have a chance to question you so you don't have to question yourself so I wonder if as you say like he's always been shy but he was totally overcompensating when he was like this hardcore hero blah, 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 kill people blah blah and then eventually he just couldn't run from the truth anymore and then he was like right i've just i'd rather be shy yeah. and unsure of myself yeah. than have to do this do you know what i think i think you're right to an extent but if there's also the angle if i played those advocate that his pivot his emotional pivot in wanting to be in war versus not because then we have the flashback and yeah and then you kind of see the personality that he was before do you know what i'm saying and that personality was a lot more sh like very sure of himself do you know what i mean like or was it an act oh fair enough no i tell you what it is though i feel like ari is an act mm, oh yeah you know yeah. what i mean ari is an act because obviously we're looking at fours in a flashback when he was younger probably around the same age that ari was maybe slightly older a bit more experienced but i feel like Tors's introvert nature is probably was probably in him the whole time but 
came out a lot more when he started to value life a lot more. Mm. Do you know what I mean? The, the bit that sets up that flashback for, for, for Force to be telling that story is a conversation between him and Ari. And yeah. you know what I mean? And Ari is the one, I think, who puts on the airs and does the super macho thing. And he's just not macho. Like, you could just you could just see straight through it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But Tors, by that point, I feel like, had been through so much as a commander, probably a young one as well, who's just in- incredibly strong. He'd been through so much that he he he's either adopted that character or always been that person and just been introverted and stoic just from the jump. Do you know what I mean? But... I feel like we can see through Ari. Yeah, we, we couldn't can't. See we couldn't really through. see no. through Tours. I feel like Tours, even though he's shy and he can't, he do, he does do the macho masculine thing. I feel like that's a lot more his natural character, or a lot closer to his natural character, even if it does have a kind of shape of the man thing going on. Do you know what I mean? We also find out from Leif that they're not gonna go to war. So Tours is gonna leave them all in Norway yeah. and then go off to war, which obviously is gonna hit a snag. <laughs> Because we know that Ashalad is planning something. Yeah, before they even land. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. by the way, mm-hmm. I've just got to say how great that bit is when they're all rowing and Doris <laughs> has got his own side of the boat and an, all the men on the other. It's such a great way of just showing how strong and how massive he is. The power scale. Do you know what I mean? Like every yeah. anime has to set up, set up a power scale, even if there is no like supernatural energies or or any science that they kind of apply to it, or like fantasy science, they apply to it to kind of create the power scale so you understand the difference between certain characters or or the levels between those characters. And that was a beautiful moment to understand the levels between a regular, probably quite quite competent warrior and Tors. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's what? There's like, I mean, there's five of them on the ship with Mm. Tors and he's got one oar that is like half the size of the or a quarter of the size of the ship. Yeah. And then there's and then they've all got their own one. They're like, what is happening? What is going on? And even he starts rowing first at one point. Yeah. You get me? He yeah, rows yeah. first and they're like, oh damn, like you, you can oh, really good. you're you're out it. <laughs> yeah. You're in the field. <laughs> well actually jumping back to what we we're talking about with Thorfinn jumping out yeah. of the barrel. Yeah. A little deviant. A little deviant is when he gets his butt smacked and I was like, I've seen how Far that guy can row with one oar. Yeah, <laughs> that's lucky a he that's a sore smack bottom. Bro, lucky you don't smack your guts out of your mouth. That I is... know, right? Man, <laughs> 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 they are way too strong. But then that's what I mean. Like Tors has got the the ability to be extremely gentle as well. Yeah, do you know what yeah. I mean? So like he knows how to control that power. He's far from a like a berserker. Do you no, know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's not he's not that dad. So yeah, they. They're about to land on the Faroe Islands and just before they land, Leif, this is why I like Leif, you know, because Leif kind of senses that there's an issue. He's like, I've been here and there's, it feels weird now. There's, yeah. and, and then he's like, he even identifies that there's one less house mm. in, in, the, in the opening when, they, when they're about to land. And then it turns out that that house was used to make the fodder that then blocked them in, like that yeah. then dams them into that place. And then they get ambushed. Yeah, and we sort of leave on that cliffhanger as well. Yeah. And we've just seen Bjorn eat what I'm presuming is a magic mushroom. Oh, bro. I'm not sure how that's going to come into play. I wonder if they... I need to do some... I need to do a deep dive on that. Yeah. How much did they use magic mushrooms on the battlefield? Yeah, so imagine like the Vikings are just taking magic mushrooms and then going into battle. That's... I just find that wild. Tripping whilst you're trying to save your life or kill other people. Yeah, I think Thor's is going to be in for quite the fight. And... Yeah. 
we've seen how strong Thor's is. Yeah. But do you think that Thor's will be strong enough to take on all those baddies? Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> see. We see him jump onto the boat and like smack up everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't <laughs> he, kill. Them. And he doesn't kill anyone. No, just but he, like he incapacitates everybody. Yeah. It doesn't. It's like that's just such a sick. Con- like, do, do you know what I mean? That's a perfect example of. It's it's actually quite interesting how they've done how they've paced that because that was not too long after he spanks Thorfinn. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So you then see him just kind of not kill but defeat like six or seven dudes in a row. Yeah, it's such a lovely quality for a hero character. Like yeah. imagine if Batman, whenever someone was like doing bad, if Batman just jumped in. Excuse me, I'm just weeing. <laughs> I'm pouring water. <laughs> Stop you don't have to cover for me, Shay. Like this, you don't man. have to cover up for me. No, we're all friends here. It's a good quality for a hero because imagine how much different Batman would be if every time he jumped, like hear me out, <laughs> if like every time he was like facing like criminals and stuff, yeah, he just disarmed them by just giving them a smack on the face. <laughs> like imagine if your hero just went around smacking people in the butt, like they couldn't be killed. <laughs> That was just the way they defeated. If you tried them. to shoot them, they'd be able to like dodge all the bullets, grab you, put you over there, like give them a give them a smack bottom. Give them a smack bottom, and then that's it. They smack just, bottom man, and then jail. That's the new hero I've created. Smack bottom man. Yeah, that'd be a good anime, actually. No, it wouldn't. It would. No, it wouldn't. A hundred percent, it would get made. All right, make it, make it, and if you if you make it, I'm saying this live on air. If you make it, I will voice your main character. Okay, deal. Yeah. Done. You've heard it here first. Oh, hang on. What about Smack Bottom Girl? No. Right, okay, it's worth a try. Get out Smack of Bottom Girl, you make the rock and world go round. She has a paddle. That's her weapon. The size of Thor's is all. <laughs> Done. You've drawn me up. Yes. You've drawn me up. So we've come to the end of this show for today. Wait, are we but not, not quick before. Fire? We have a quick fire round. Oh, I was going to say. Yeah. I was going to say. Pew, 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 like, pew. That was ready my... for the quick fire. <laughs> All right. You ready? Yeah. Favorite character? Uh, my favorite character is now Bjorn because he eats the mushroom. <laughs> I just want to see what just he's like on. Anyone who goes around eating random stuff. Do you know stuff. why? Because he's just seen... Thor's do a madness to all of his friends. He's like, all right, cool. Let's see what you're really on. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's just ready for the fight. I'm, I'm into Bjorn. Yeah, you are. <laughs> what about yours? My favorite character is... Oh, I think it's Helga in this one. Yeah. Do you because, know what? Fair enough. Because he also... They showed Tors, like, when he was at his most terrifying. Yeah, yeah. And she tells him off and he listens. And that's the first time in 15 years she's ever been mad of him when he looks back. Yeah. And it's like, do you know what? No, I change. I change. I'm changing. It's Helga. It's yeah. definitely Helga, man. She's a G. She's like, I've just given birth. Name your child, bro, before you go off to war. All I'm asking yeah, for. Yeah, word. Don't disrespect me. Name your child. Yeah. I don't care what you're going out there to do, but name your child, though. They have relationship goals. Yeah, man. 100%. Hashtag relationship goals. Trust me. Okay, so least favorite character. I'm going to say Ari. Yeah. I, I know that he'll end up turning around and he won't be my least favorite character forever, but right now he's like a lot of dudes I went to school with. I hear that. Yeah. I hear that. I hear that. I hear that. What about Doing you? Mocho is, I think Torfin. Yeah. I think he's my least favorite right now because mm-hmm. he just he's just created a, a vulnerability window for everyone. He's put everyone's lives at risk. He's like, he's like, like Tor's his only weakness. Also, there's no phones. Helga doesn't know that he's on the boat. Facts. For all Helga oh. knows, they've actually lost their kid. Poor Helga. 
Oh, big up Helga, man. Mm. Big up everyone named Helga in the world right now. Yeah. Favorite scene? I think my favorite scene is when Thorfinn jumps out the barrel and then can't continue <laughs> the conversation. That's the pee. I think that's sick. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm with you on sick. that one. I that's like it. It's a very it. adult thing. Like, it's like, yeah, no, no, no. Listen, I'm going to chat to you in a second, but I think yeah. the pee first. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Been I've been that guy. What about yours? <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. I'm, that's it as I'm, well. I just, it's, it's, I uh, relate to it so hard. Sick. I'm always peeing in the sink now. <laughs> no, you're not. I'm not. Beck. Peeing in the studio, aren't I? Most epic moment. <laughs> I have to keep you focused, you know. <laughs> oh. Most epic moment, I think, is when Thor's smacks about all those guys. Yeah. They've all come at him with swords and yeah, like, yeah, pow, yeah. Pow, pow, done. You? I just got really excited when I saw Bjorn eat that mushroom. Do you get me? Because it was it was such an endearing moment. It was like raw. What's gonna happen now that you eat? Why are you Why are you choosing now to eat that mushroom? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He did it. It was just mad cool. I think that was my that was my most epic moment of that. Either episode. that, or he just found. He's just one of these people who just eat stuff they find. I he mean, that would also even know be cool. what's gonna happen. That's a big. That's a big um, character trope in anime as well. The character that's always eating food. That's true. Yeah. And finally. What question do you most want answered in the next episode? I think I still want that question answered. Like, what's Floki's deal? Yeah. I just need to know. Yeah, we didn't set find up out. An assassination. And then you also find out Ashalad is like, this isn't this isn't an order from somebody else. You get me? From his higher, from Floki's higher up. This is Floki's doing. Do you know what mm. I mean? Which made me even more like, yo, like, what's your deal, bro? Why are you a hater like this? Do you know what I mean? Like, he's a proper hater of tours and I don't understand why. So I'd really need to understand his deal. Yeah. What about you? I want to find out what happens with Half Dan again. I feel like that's, I've got bad feeling about that. But now I've decided my other question is, how does Helga find out if Thorfinn's okay? I think she knows. I think she knows what he's done. Oh, right. well, we'll find out next episode. Yeah, we will. And that's all we have time for today, but we'll be back next week with another episode as we find out whether Thor's and his men escaped the ambush. Yeah, and joining us to talk about Viking history will be archaeologist and berserker expert, Roderick Dale. He's a berserker expert. I know. Isn't that a cool title? That is sick, bro. Yeah. I need that. T- hey, a berserker expert. I can ask him about the mushrooms. <gasps> yes. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. All right. We'll do that. That's going to be much better than my research. <laughs> oh, mate. Listen, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Animator Z. Don't forget to leave us a review, give us a rating and hit subscribe. And as always, if you want to get a jump on next week's episode, watch Vinland Saga now on Prime Video. Animator Z is a Little Dot Studios production for Prime Video UK. The show is hosted by Shailingo and Beck Hill. It's produced by Nicole Davis, Jake Cunningham and Harold McShill. With production coordination from Ellie Aitken and editing by James Payne. With additional research by Ren Skateni. If you've enjoyed the show, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast and wherever else you get your podcasts. 